Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Seth Payne and Sean Pendergast. We come to eighth time. Let's get the work in, man. Let's go. Great day. Great day. Oh, give me some juice, baby. What up, Texans fans? This is Andre Johnson. We are officially in the Hall of Fame. Can't wait to get back to Houston and celebrate with you guys. Love you guys. Yeah, man. Oh, good job, Ben. It is still a football Friday. Super Bowl on Sunday. NFL honors last night, or as it turned out, man, that was damn near the Houston Texans Invitational last night. Offensive and defensive rookie of the year awards, Houston Texans, C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson, and to me, the big news, Seth, as we welcome you into our final day here on Radio Row in Las Vegas. Thanks to Yingling Flight for getting us here, for backing us all week long. We appreciate them. Huge. Um, this, this was a huge night for, for Texan fans last night. For a young franchise that has not made it to the stage that you and I have been covering all week long this week, not even made it to a conference title game, I, this is the closest thing that the Texans have to a Super Bowl was what happened last night. With their, really their first Houston Texan being announced going into the Hall of Fame, Andre Johnson last night at the NFL Honors. It was, it was a really cool moment. The news started to leak out here on Radio Row yesterday and on the Internet last night before yeah. the reveal of Andre Johnson. If you're one of the ones who was able to avoid that all week long and you were able to watch Andre Johnson pop up out of the stage with the other six soon-to-be inductees, then good for you. You were pleasantly surprised. Um, but what a great night for Texan fans last night, and Andre Johnson, the headliner in the yeah, whole thing. It's, a, it's a, a huge 180 from how most people felt about the team 11 months ago. Yep. And with the hiring of D'Amico Ryans, obviously things changed a lot, and, and we were all very optimistic about what might happen. Um, but I, I don't think you – even if you were super optimistic, you wouldn't have necessarily forecast this specifically like you could have you could have been a person that thought the Texans were going to turn it around and like go to a Super Bowl this year or something and I still don't know if you would have you would have predicted exactly <laughs> uh the some of the stuff that happened last night and some of the honors that they received so like uh, the the fact that you get an offensive and a defensive rookie of the year um and uh and a coach who basically tied for coach of the year yeah I don't know if people knew that I think they people know if you watched yeah. it last night Kevin Stefanski won the award but D'Amico Ryans and Kevin Stefanski tied for total number of points. The tiebreaker was the number of first place votes. Stefanski yeah. had twenty one out of fifty. D'Amico had twenty out of fifty. He also had Stefanski also had way more uh, third place votes. Yeah, which bumped the totals up too. It yeah, helped him. he wouldn't have even tied if he hadn't gotten so many third place votes. Yeah, I feel so like you should be disqualified if you win the third place <laughs> vote and right. the and the first. But uh, I think that the the level of promise and hope I think by a fan base which. Let's remember, this time last year, I mean, there were various people, like the guy who stiffed us for an interview twice, uh, Michael Lombardi, was right. claiming that, uh, that Nick Casario was potentially headed back to New England. He had various things swirling about what the relationship was going to be like between those two. And um, like that, obviously, and clearly has not been an issue. I don't think Nick Casario is going to lose his job. 
I don't think I don't think you draft <laughs> no, like, I don't, I don't think, think you draft so. the offensive and defensive rookie of the year and get get fired this year. So I think we can finally rest easy that those two are actually working out pretty well. Together. Yeah, I think yeah. he did a nice job last year for sure. I I would say Seth, like if if. One, this is why I feel like that, like last night was the greatest night in Texans history. Yeah. And I know we're here on Radio Row where there's, you know, presumably several other NFL cities that have shows here. It's pretty desolate this time of day here because we're here at 4 a.m. local time. But I'm sure there'd be other NFL cities that if they heard, if they heard you and I talking about this and me saying what I'm about to say, then they would kind of roll their eyes. But the fact of the matter is the Texans haven't been to a Super Bowl. They haven't been to a conference title game. They've only been around for, I only been around for a couple of decades compared to all these teams that have been around since, you know, yeah. some of them since the early 1900s. They've had some success. They've had more playoff victories than the Dallas Cowboys in that time They've or what that. have you. But they have But it's like it, they're at a Dallas Cowboys level. You want to get higher than, than where the Dallas Cowboys last are. Last night was the greatest night in Texans history. That's what I was leading up to here. I last night, I, last yes, night and, I, here, and here, let me, let me I, real, yes, real quick, yes, real quick, yes, real quick. Yes, real quick okay. Because I think, I think individually, if you took the two things that happened last night, Andre Johnson yeah. making the Hall of Fame, and the two guys winning their rookies of the year, C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson. If one of those two things had happened, I might come in here all hyperbolic. I can see the look on your face saying that about either of those things. Yeah. They both happened last I, I night. I know they both happened, but the, okay. I don't, you, you put me in this position where i got to be the, the – the, okay. <laughs> My opinion. I know it's your opinion. Sean, every few months you say something is the greatest thing that's ever happened. I – I, Life just gets better and better. Personally, I think like any playoff victory is better than like an off-season award. And night. that's a fair argument. Yeah, I listen yeah, to that. I yeah. like. I'm not. I'm not here to tell you you're stupid for saying that or anything. It's, uh, I can see it. That's what you're saying with your eyes. I uh, no no. I, no but I, 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 actually, I think in terms of this is like this is it is if it is the promise of something that happens after this. Like exactly. it just it is like it, you know we we're talking to Nick yesterday or anything else. Uh, most of the awards, everything except Andre Johnson. Now the Andre Johnson part is yes, obviously a huge part. Of that. That's an award for something that's happened in the past. But even these awards that are based on this particular season, yeah. um, it's still like they're they're significant if they're harbingers of something great to come. And that's what the Rookie of the Year awards yeah. really are, as compared to Lamar Jackson winning an MVP. Right. I right. almost feel like Texan fans have more of a right to celebrate Will and CJ doing what they did or winning what they did last night. Then Lamar Jackson winning an MVP. If I were a Baltimore fan, Lamar Jackson winning a regular season MVP award is more a reminder of me of the failures of the postseason it's, uh, than it yeah. is something to celebrate like I'm doing right now. It put them in. Uh, it put the Ravens in a spot where the Colts were forever. Yeah. With, uh, wow, we've got a great quarterback who yeah. who just doesn't seem to do much in the playoffs. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, to me, it's the combination of the two yeah. things. Like Andre Johnson getting into the Hall of Fame. I, it's hard to think of anything. The tech, if you had asked the Texan fan at the beginning of the season short of a Super Bowl, what do you hope happens this year? Andre Johnson getting into the Hall of Fame would have probably been at the top of a lot of Texan fans' lists. Yeah. That was so, the cool thing is, too, um, I think a lot of the – I've watched more Andre Johnson highlight reels in the last 12 hours than I had in a long time. And you see the – you know, it's all all the same plays you've already seen, uh, just in different order on various montages. But I, I think there's certain parts of Andre, kind of in your mind. You know, when you've got your own personal highlight reel of various athletes, with DeAndre Hopkins, it's going to be a whole lot of toe tapping on the sidelines. Yeah. Um, you know, with uh, like Antonio Brown, there's going to be a whole lot of just dusting dudes. Yeah. And uh, with with Andre, it's a much more diverse group of highlights. 
than I think you remember. Because you remember the size and speed of Andre, but you don't quite remember the route running, some of the toe tappers, some of the acrobatic 50, Dude, 50 like mossing catch people. Catch radius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's, it, it, was, it was really cool last night. And I think to me, Seth, the reason I feel this way about it, that last night was, was to me, for me, the greatest night as a Texan fan yeah. um, was that the CJ and Will, I, I think there are a lot of Texan fans that felt that way about draft night. That drafting C.J. Stroud, moving up and getting Will Anderson, maybe not the greatest night in Texans history, but the most exciting night yeah. in Texans history was draft night. And last night was, a, to your point, an improbable epilogue for that sort of thing. You mm-hmm. know that 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 night where the two of them get drafted within one pick of each other, they're hugging backstage at the draft, they're walking down that long hallway to go do all the media and stuff like that. That it was the exact same thing last night where they're hugging backstage, like it, like you couldn't script it any better when it comes to those two guys. Yeah. The, and that they did it within a, a season where the team experienced more success than they had in so long, I, I think, think it's really, um, really cool. I think if, uh, like, honestly, if I were to look at the, the moment in the last year in which I, I really felt kind of blown away and surprised by what had just happened, maybe that's what it is. Like, last night it didn't feel like a huge surprise. It's what we expected to happen a lot of ways, except for the D'Amico. I didn't expect D'Amico to tie. Um, and then and now, and for Will, for yeah. defensive rookie of the year, that wasn't until the last, really, the final regular season game was when I figured he might have tipped himself past uh, Jalen for the for the I wouldn't have picked Will last night yeah. going into the night. I did. I felt, I, I'd read enough about various people. You were more people. confident well, than I was. I read enough from people that either voted or like were the types of people that vote that I, I figured yeah. the Eagles regular season collapse kind of helped it like will being a part of a surge oh, for sure compared to the eagles collapsing was a big part of it yep um but for me it was the it was just the trade up for will on draft night mm-hmm. where it just like that that was not expected by anybody except daniel jeremiah mm-hmm. <laughs> curiously um and <laughs> that's where you felt like oh wait this is uh this is the kind of bold thing that people are always whining the texans don't do yeah like this is exactly the kind of thing that people would like, like texans fans would say like ah we never do anything like that nah, yeah. they don't have the gonads whatever yep. yeah yep um we're gonna hear from nick casario later today we should full disclosure and we talk about this in the interview we, and if, if you follow us on twitter you know we interviewed nick yesterday so as far as reaction to the awards last night and whatnot it's more the lead into last night when we talk about cj and will and stuff like that with nick but it's a really good conversation we talked with him out here on radio row yesterday so big night last night andre johnson will be a a hall of famer um i think man just judging from a lot of the texts i got individually judging by a lot of the people that interact with me on social media that is going to be a pilgrimage up to Canton for Texan fans in early August. Yeah, year. that'll be a good time. I, yeah. and, and you know what I like, too? The, the entirety of the class, whereas J.J.'s probably going to go in with Tom Brady in a few uh-huh. years, and we're going to have to deal with Boston fans. Yeah. The class that Andre is part of here, it's Andre John. It's, it's, there's not a headliner headliner in this class like there is when Brett Favre went in or Peyton Manning went in or when Tom Brady's going to go in. Andre Johnson, Dwight Freeney, Devin Hester – Julius Peppers and Patrick Willis are the modern era selections. And then Randy Gratishar, the great Broncos linebacker, and Steve McMichael of that 85 Bears defense, they're going in from seniors' votes. Yeah. Um, there, there's, not, there's not one on there. I mean, there'll probably be, there'll a be a lot of, lot Bear, of Bears, Bears fans. fans. Yeah. Yeah, a lot that's of, a, it's an easy drive, you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So there'll be a big Bears representation up there, um, which I can deal with. I can deal with Bears fans more than uh, New England fans, for sure. Um, but I think it, you know, it, it should be. Uh, it should be a fun trip up there for Texan fans. Let's the, just put it that uh, way. Yeah, the um, 
Oh, I'm looking at the wrong list there. Sorry. Yeah, the you were you had a you had a issue with the way they revealed the Hall of Fame. I did. Candidates. Well, the wrestling fan in me did. Yeah. I, I didn't like. First of all, they used Rich Eisen and Tony Gonzalez to introduce each of the inductees. Which is uh, well, Rich Eisen is a uh, Rich Eisen's very good at what he does, but he's not the most energetic guy. Yeah. In the world, uh, he's the opposite of a hype you man. You need so he would never be a ring announcer at at, at WrestleMania. You yeah. Know, where you're yeah. like you kind of bring a certain level of energy, like Michael Buffer. He's not WWE, but he's a ring announcer for a reason. Yeah. It's got a certain level of energy. Um, I didn't. I was hoping for them introducing them each one at a time, like a reveal, like a yeah. surprise. Yeah. Where, but instead, they said, "Here is our Hall of Fame class," and all seven of them got pushed up, like from underneath the stage, like Michael Jackson at a concert or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so, before you even introduce each of them, we can see who they are. Yeah. I instead like them to say, "He was this. He was that. He was this." It is Andre Johnson, and then he comes out of the tunnel, you know? Give a pop somehow. Get a, yeah. yeah, man. Like, And they each get their own individual pop. And what was this on? Was it on NFL Network? NFL Network, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch the whole thing, man. It was great. NFL Network hasn't been as big here uh, as they used to be. I think they've outsourced a lot of stuff. Well, they're in a separate part of the building than us. But I was also t- I was talking to somebody that does one of their podcasts. Mm-hmm. It sounds like they kind of, I don't know, they've... They've, they've leaned into their partnerships somewhat and mm-hmm. kind of had some of the producing taken over by other people. Yep. But they still... And Rich Eisen doesn't even... Does he, is he on NFL Network anymore? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They just brought him in for this. Yeah. Oh, yeah okay. No, he's, he's still on. What's his radio show? Is that... Uh, is I, don't, that is I, yeah, I don't know what outlet that's part of. Okay. Yeah, but he's... No, he's still very much a part of the NFL Network. Um, all right. So we're off and running here. Great night for the Texans last night. That'll be a big theme today. We've got the Super Bowl coming up on... Sunday as well. You can hear it right here on Sports Radio 610. Thanks to the folks at solostove.com, the most awesome, uh, popular, smokeless fire pit, solostove.com. Up next, um, C.J. Stroud won Offensive Rookie of the Year last night. Do we like this degree of bravado from C.J. Stroud? And one of his teammates was on with the drive yesterday and had some awesome things to say about C.J., and we'll hear from him coming up next. Dude. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yingling Flight presents Sports Radio 610 live from Radio Row. Coming to you live from Las Vegas. Here's Payne and Pendergast. All right, Payne and Pendergast with you live on Radio Row. Thanks to Yingling Flight uh, for um, presenting us here on Radio Row all week long. It's been great uh, here out in Las Vegas. And we thank Yingling Flight. We thank the Low T Center as well. 
uh, helping send us to Radio Row this week. Bull shirts for uh, providing. I got to take my hoodie off here so people can see my uh, mine and your awesome uh, golf shirts that Bull Shirts gave us with our Sports Radio six ten logo set. So we. We've got that. We thank all yeah. of them. for. It's been a great week out here. It really has. It's been awesome. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. We've got a whole lot more that we're going to bring to you today on Friday leading up to the game on Sunday. One thing I want to discuss a little bit later after yeah. I digest everything. Uh, the, obviously, Andre Johnson getting into the Hall of Fame was, was awesome. Um, but I, and, and we've known this for a little bit, that Devin Hester had made it in. Uh, who's, which, which fan bases are most angry about Devin Indianap- Hester making Indianapolis it? Indianapolis is the most angry fan base I've seen because yeah. of Devin Hester and Andre Johnson. I would have been, if Devin Hester had gotten in and Andre Johnson hadn't gotten in, yes. I would have been furious. Yeah. So Reggie Wayne's, I think the, I think Colts fans actually have a right to be pretty angry. Now, about that. Dwight Freeney did get in and it almost feels like that was used to like cushion the blow of Reggie Wayne not getting in, right? Like, hey, we'll, you'll, you'll get two years in a row. Maybe yeah, Reggie will make yeah. it next year. You'll get to go back. It's all good. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, the Devin Hester thing, I think I, – Seth, I think, yeah. I think Rams fans with Torrey Holt, I think Col- Colts fans for sure because for uh, the algorithm is probably such that they pop up on my timeline because yeah. they share a division with the Texans. And I think Charger fans expected Antonio Gates to get in. He was, this was his first year on the ballot. And I, yeah. I've seen a lot of tweets with Antonio Gates' stats compared to Gronk and other yeah. guys who are actually in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Dude, I, I, this is what I feel about Devin Hester, who is – yes, he was awesome at what he did. This is how I feel about – specialists when it comes to returners and stuff not kickers and punters kickers and punters do a very specific thing that nobody else on the football field could do well other than maybe Dare Gumboale so it's this I uh, this is what I need to know and it involves Andre Johnson I saw Andre Johnson um, a couple times in his career just because out of necessity or injuries or what have you um, and I think they may have both been in the preseason run down as a gunner on punt team and oh my God, <laughs> like it was Andre. Wow. Andre was Andre could have had a cup of tea waiting for the returner to to catch the ball. Yeah, you know, like every <laughs> every Hall of Fame receiver could have been the best kickoff returner or specialist ever. I just don't uh, like they they could all be incredible special teams. If players. you stuck Dre back there, he'd yeah. have gotten in on Devin Hester's ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where it's or Reggie Wayne. Yeah. Like if Reggie Wayne had done nothing but been really a could could Reggie Wayne have been an awesome returner and a, a almost passable wide receiver? I think so. Yeah, I think so you know? too. That's a great point. That is a really good point. And I, I'm so glad that we don't have to approach that topic because I, I, it's yeah. totally valid. I'm so glad we don't have to be angry about that this morning. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? Well, I saw, I saw some people kind of upset and almost like respectfully comparing Reggie Wayne and Andre Johnson. And like, obviously, I know where I fall on that side of the argument. Um, but like, I, 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 that's what I wanted to say. It's like, listen, your your fight is not with people who endorsed Andre Johnson. No. Your fight is with people who endorsed Devin Hester. A hundred percent. Yeah, I feel I, like honestly, that's a that's a. I, I feel like they need to rethink the people who are voting on this stuff. Uh oh, okay. The, the, I mean, it's like, it feels like oh, big market, Chicago, and who knows? Like, yeah, I don't. It, it's weird. Did it's it in weird. a Super Bowl? You know, he returned the opening kick in a Super Bowl for a touchdown. Yeah. Like, had he not done that, would he get into the Hall of Fame? Like, yeah. do we know how much the big stage made him win that Super Bowl that he did it in? And, I, and that's what that's what sinks about these Hall of Fame discussions. Is that like, okay, I, I want to be respectful when I'm talking about Devin Hester. Yes, he was great at all that, but he needs he needs to be in that little wing of the Hall of Fame that we right. propose, the specialist wing. The specialist wing. Yeah, I agree. Um, here was C.J. Stroud on the Zach Yelp show. Good night last night for C.J. Stroud. Takes home the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Very little surprise there. 
Um, CJ Stroud's kind of feeling himself right now as to where he is among the hierarchy of quarterbacks. I've got a theory about this. Okay. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll hear him, but Sounds, I've got a theory. Yep. Yeah. Zach Gelb asked CJ Stroud, are you a top five quarterback? Do you feel like right now you're a top five quarterback in the NFL? Yes, sir. I do. Um, I think I put it on film. I think my numbers speak for itself, especially missing two games. You know, I think if I'd have missed those two games, my numbers would have been just as good or uh, one of the best in the league. So, um, and I think you can see the, Im- the impact I-, I had on my team, you know. So uh, I'm not in the in the business of like arguing. I'm top five. I'm not. I really don't care. I mean, I just want to win. Well, who do you think are the the top five quarterbacks in football? Man, I was quick on the spot. Uh, I would say, of course, Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I would say Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Uh, I would say myself, and then I would probably go Burrow. No, nah, I mean not because he didn't play last year. Okay. Of course, Burrow is like one of my favorite quarterbacks ever. Mm-hmm. But I would say either Tua or um, Tua Hurts. I think yeah, I think or Josh Allen. Excuse me. Okay. So, but I think I'm like definitely top three, top four. Okay, he was top three, <laughs> right. or four by right. the end of that. Cut. Yeah, this is Josh Allen twice. I, this is where my theory was. This with this, okay. it's um, and like the, 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 CJ usually does a really good job of just like saying, "Hey, I'm not in the business of ranking everything." You know, my, that's what needs to be drilled into players' heads. He every did say time. that right after ranking. I know, himself. I know. Well, he usually doesn't though. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. usually gives that answer and doesn't do it. Yeah, you come up and when you do when you do forty interviews in a day, yeah. you start feeling like uh, you don't want to give the same answer every time. You're trying to be original. You're trying not to be boring. And at some point, you just crack and you answer the question. And that's what he did. And it's uh, like it's not the – he just – I'm not saying it's even a mistake or anything. It's just I don't think that's typically how he likes to handle those questions. And then the other rule is just – because we learned this from uh, – who was it in the offseason that power ranked his uh, – the plays? Oh, DeAndre Hopkins. Power, they asked him to power rank the quarterbacks he would want to play for. you know. And all of a sudden that turns into this is his list of places he wants to go. Yeah. On the spot like that, you're just you're, – you can't even think of everybody that – and you're going to leave somebody out. So that was a radio row – excuse me – Streamers row phenomenon. Mm-hmm. I don't think he like he might. I, I hope he feels like he's the best quarterback in the league. It's just that you don't need to necessarily put the headline material out there. Yeah, you know? I um I, I've not seen this get a ton of run where he's getting yeah. a lot of vitriol for it. Well, that's yeah because it's top five. That's a key thing. I think that's why he might have fallen for it. Like if he, yeah. if he had said top three, yeah, he might have been like ah, yeah, because he might be top five. Right, you right. Know, this isn't this isn't Tua. Argue. Yeah. I think if Tua had said he's a top five quarterback, I think that would be on first take. That was a horrible power ranking by CJ. It was uh, putting two, two a, throwing yeah, two. That, that yeah. was the worst part. He ran out of names. He couldn't think of. Uh, he was. He wasn't. He was. He, the, the names weren't coming into his mind. So yeah. Did that, he leave Dak Prescott out? The, so he put he two did. in instead of Dak. Yeah. Yeah. He left. He left I Dak out. A, yeah. He left Dak. I put Jalen Hurts in there, and Jalen Hurts couldn't get out of second gear for the last eight weeks of the season. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, so C.J. Stroud. <laughs> did he put all Mulligata clients in there? I don't, <laughs> that, know. I don't know who Jalen Hurts' agent <laughs> yeah, is. Oh uh, no, Dave, Jalen Hurts' is, uh, agent is the same as Will there. Um, yeah. The, the, the Nicole, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. yep. Um, all right, so that was CJ on the Zach Gelb show. Dalton Schultz was on. Uh, the, he was on with the guys from the Drive yesterday. He was here on Radio Row. Um, look, if CJ's looking for somebody to back him up on his top five argument, Dalton Schultz is a pretty good start. Dude, when you can stack game performances back to back to back to back the ways that he did, like when you can, when you're down a touchdown and you can just will your team to get the go ahead and score versus yeah. Tampa Bay, and like, dude, you go back and you watch those throws on the final drive, and like, tell me that's not a top five quarterback. Like, mm-hmm. tell me that that kid is 
like not one of the best in the league. Like he's just he he does that. He does that week in and week out. And it seems like to me playing with him, it's like when the lights come on, like when it's game day, when you need him to perform is like one when he's at his most calm and when he performs the best. Dude, dude's just stone cold. Like he's a, he's a killer, man. If you're somebody who wants Dalton Schultz, Dalton Schultz back next year. Uh, the clips from the interview with the drive yesterday provide you with a lot of optimism. I think he clearly yeah. loved playing with CJ Stroud this year. Yeah, and um, you know CJ in that hour-long interview he did on the pivot uh, and everywhere else. It's very clear and obvious that he's got a very good connection with Dalton Schultz. Um, and and CJ made a great point in that interview also, where he talked about like sometimes people underrate the easy throws because the quarterback has everything to do with getting that easy throw to happen. This is when he was defending Brock Purdy. And, and I would, that, that's what I've always said. The same thing about Peyton Manning in, when he was in Denver. And that's, uh, people like to say, well, anybody could have made that throw um, and some of those throws in the Super Bowl. No, other quarterbacks wouldn't have gotten that throw set up. And it's a part of pre-snap identification. But then also, and CJ talks about this a lot in the pivot, some of it's a little too long and technical to play, but like the 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 nonverbal communication with Dalton, understanding how they're going to respond to different coverages. Like him, Tank Dell, and Nico were way advanced when it comes to rookie quarterbacks with yeah. all that. And you you hear him talk about it, and you're like, man, I'd love them to add more people to that equation, but I don't want to have to necessarily start over with somebody new. Yeah. If they can get a prototype tight end or something, awesome. But that's a great guy to pair with Dalton Schultz. Sure. And I think and that's where I don't I think just like as as it was in Dallas I think other teams will look at Dalton Schultz, and there's not really anything to get excited about athletically or from a blocking standpoint or anything, but he had a really good way of – he had a knack for understanding what Dak Prescott wanted. And likewise, I think Dalton Schultz has a knack for understanding what CJ wants – and, and he's probably not – he's still probably not going to get huge free agency offers. Right, right. I mean, you right. get him at a good price. Yeah, and this, this isn't me saying that CJ and Dalton Schultz are Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. But the stuff you're talking about is the stuff that we've been seeing throughout this postseason where they just – they know exactly where the other one is. You know, they, Patrick and Kelsey, yeah. Yeah, Patrick yeah. and Kelsey. Like, yeah. That's been a recurring theme. Oh, I just called him Patrick, excuse me, with Mahomes and Kelsey. Mahomes and Kelsey, yeah. It's just it's, – it's, it's been a recurring theme this postseason between the two of them. And the way it gets described on the telecast, uh, often by Tony Romo, yeah. uh, is the same sort of thing described more eloquently – by you just now between CJ and Dalton Schultz. <laughs> you know who described it really eloquently was Luke Keekley. Last week he was on with Kay Adams mm-hmm. and he described exactly just how good Kelsey is with all the little nuanced parts of route running, but then also reading coverages and Pat Mahomes just understanding exactly what Travis like they've got the, sh- the same brain when it comes to a lot of that stuff. And I was I was uh, I was behind Keekley on the escalator yesterday. Yeah, it was one of those things where I was trying to Keekley's a Keekley's unique looking in how normal looking he is. Sure, like he was like I was like that guy looks a lot Luke, like Luke Keekley. It would make sense that he's here, and uh, but I'm just he almost still looks too much like a normal guy. And so I was I was still trying to figure it out the whole time I walked in here, and all of a sudden Cam Newton uh, ran up to him and. And either bear-hugged Luke Keekley or bear-hugged a, a total stranger. <laughs> Luke Keekley yeah, look-alike, yeah. yeah. Well, you had said to me yesterday when you said you saw Keekley, like, man, he's like 6'3". That was the other part. I couldn't, He was way taller than I I don't think of him as being really tall. But I saw, after you said that, I saw the video of him and Cam Newton hugging each other. Yeah. I'm like, dang, he's, he is almost as tall as Cam Newton. 
Um, yeah, he's six three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think of him that way. And maybe it's the position he plays. You know, he play he plays inside linebacker, which you know, other than Ted Johnson, you know, like it's Ted Johnson's the first inside linebacker I think of when I think of somebody who's six four or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, I don't. Keekley just he doesn't. If you'd asked me how tall I think Luke Keekley is, I would have maxed out at like six one. You almost look at him. You look at him as an undersized guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, by the way, Keekley, he's th- scrappy. This he's is a lunch pail guy, is what he is, Sean. This I'm glad Andre Johnson made it into. The, he is a lunch pail <laughs> yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, blue collar. Yeah, probably a coach's yeah, kid. Yeah. Um, so this is why I'm glad Andre Johnson got in this year, Seth. Is that they started as soon as the they announced the Hall of Fame class last night. They they started listing their tweets. Schefter tweets it right here. First time eligibles next year for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And and I probably saw three or four tweets from different national people tweeting these names out. And the top they're not doing it alphabetically. Yeah. They're doing it, I think, in order of relevance. And Eli Manning is at the top of the list on all these tweets. Oh yeah. And if we were dealing in a world where Andre Johnson still was not into the Hall of Fame yet and I had to deal with the possibility of Eli Manning getting into the Hall of Fame ahead of Andre Johnson. I would stick a pair of scissors in my eye because I, I don't think Eli's a Hall of Famer. I don't. Yeah. I, I just think he's. He, I think you got to look at the body of work, and I know he won two Super Bowls and had great Super Bowl runs. He is a by and large a below average regular season quarterback. There for should his be a career. separate wing also, along with the specialist for uh, great playoff performer Hall of Famers. Joe Flacco. Eli, yes, Joe yes, Flacco, yes. Eli Manning, and Jim Plunkett can have a they can have a reunion every year. Over yeah, there. there should be a special type of a Joe Flacco type. Mark of Mark Rippin, yeah. yes, for randos that won Super Bowls, maybe even two. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'm, with I'm, great performances. I'm down too, with it. Yeah. Put it right next to all the specialists like Devin Hester. That all, you know what I wonder? Like you know, how baseball does baseball does a whole boatload of just different special exhibits and everything. Yeah, um, that are in the Hall of Fame. Football does it too, I did, but. Uh, Have you ever been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame? It's been a long, 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 I've never long, been. long time. Yeah. I'll, I'm going next year, obviously, now with Andre going in. I've, now, I've been to baseball two or three times, um, but I've not been to the Football Hall of Fame. Looking forward to it. That'll be fun. It'll be a, it'll be a good time. They got it too, I was, are they still doing it? This is a problem they do with the Hall of Fame. I feel like they think that... Uh, they have it outdoors at dusk, like when the sun is shining and everybody's face, and it's in August. Like it doesn't get hot in August in Ohio Dude, or something. Ray Lewis looked like he jumped into a swimming pool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like this. Thing. Not to mention all those old Hall of Famers. Are they're all? They're not, it's a long day. They're not all in the great. That was back in the day when they were like, "Oh, you tore your ACL, did you? Let's put some cortisone in you." Pop a couple of amphetamines in your in your Gatorade, and off we go. Yeah, they're, they're 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 sitting there in those wool. Jackets. In the white hot sun. Yeah, man. If they do, uh, the Haslam's are supposedly, they kind of floated it out there hinting that they might want to build a, uh, a domed stadium okay. or a roofed stadium. Okay. I would just go on. <laughs> Boy, that is a lean in to making sure that Deshaun Watson actually plays good football for them. Here's what we need to do. Dude sucks in the wind and the rain and the snow. Yeah. I guess we've got to put a roof on the damn thing. Put a roof on the stadium. Yeah, that's how you recoup your investment. Have a private eye Watson. following him around all the time. Yeah, it's, it's like a, he's North, North Dallas 40 That's as high style. maintenance as it gets. Yeah. yeah. How did you manage to get the most out of your investment by building a billion-dollar roofed stadium? That's how. We put, we put him in as many bubbles as possible. <laughs> hey, we surround. Surrounded him with security guards. 
<laughs> we put a bubble around it, hey, his playing surface. Hey, man, there's no salary cap on how many stadiums you can build <laughs> to get the most out of your quarterback. Or how many private detectives you can have talent no cap to be on sure that. that yeah. No cap on Off-duty that. Off-duty cops being sure that he doesn't drive. Yeah. All right, headlines uh, up next. It was a big night for the Texans last night. Uh, we'll get you up to speed on the other awards as well. We've only talked about the ones the uh, the Texans took home, but uh, there were there were some interesting things going on with a few of the other awards last night. NBA trade deadline comes and goes. More hiring going on in the NFL. We got all that for you coming up next. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Yingling Flight presents Sports Radio 610 live from Radio Row. Coming to you live from Las Vegas. Here's... Payne and Pendergast with today's headlines. All right, big news last night, NFL honors, and it was a great night for the Houston Texans. Andre Johnson, there's your headliner. He is going into the Hall of Fame in the class of 2024. He is joined by Dwight Freeney, Devin Hester, Julius Peppers, who gets in on his first try, and Patrick Willis. I haven't talked much about that. Patrick Willis, a guy who retired, I think, in the eyes of many, kind of early. But, boy, for the years he was in the league, Seth, Patrick Willis was a beast. Yeah. Um, he gets into the Hall of Fame. They're joined by seniors uh, committee votes. Randy Gratishar and Steve McMichael both get into the Hall of Fame as well. So there's your seven-person class for Canton in 2024. Yeah, Patrick Willis is a, a guy that you know was so good that it didn't matter that he didn't play that long. Kind of like Tony Baselli. And yes. was on um, some great, some great, great defenses without winning a Super Bowl or anything. Yep. Um, so that was yeah, that was cool to see. I was curious about exactly how his shortened playing career is gonna gonna work out for him. I, I feel like the committee is is um, and maybe Terrell Davis was sort of the thing that broke the the seal on this. Yeah. Um, but I, I, it feels like they're more and more forgiving maybe it's too strong a word of like short careers that were elite short careers yeah and looking at them and going okay if you were dominant if you're only in the league for seven or eight years but you're dominant if you're the best if you're like them, if you're one of the top two players at your position in that yeah in that stretch like yeah. i think a lot of people thought luke keekley retired a little earlier than they yeah. thought he's getting in next year on the first ballot yeah he was like a first team all pro for like six of his eight years in the league yeah so i think they're i think the committee's getting a little more generous with well that. and i think that i think the difference between like andre and reggie wayne if you look at if you stack up their stats uh, and what have you, you could an ar- you could have an argument over that. Um, except, it's just the physical dominance and the respect that defensive backs themselves had for those two yeah. receivers was on a different level. And again, I I hate these discussions because like it makes it sound like you're saying Reggie Wayne was no good. Like, no, he was awesome. He was incredible. Yeah. Um, but just as a standalone entity, yeah. it was if if you took those two guys and flopped them, it would on on the 
the separate the other situation, it, Andre would have prevailed no, you, big time. Though. You're inherently yeah. splitting hairs with all this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it's just how it is. These are all great players. Marvin Harrison and Andre Johnson on the same team might have been an issue. That, that I'm going <laughs> to imagine. Jeez. How would those defensive meetings have been getting ready for that yeah. team? Um, C.J. Stroud is your offensive rookie of the year. Will Anderson is your defensive rookie of the year. Man, the Texans almost... I won't say swept the board because Bobby Slowick was up for assistant coach of the year too, but D'Amico Ryans, he lost the coach of the year, which didn't surprise me. If I had to pick one, I would have picked Kevin Stefanski. I didn't know it would be this close, though. They literally tied in total number of points. Each of the voters vote for a first, second, and third place candidate. The tie was broken because Stefanski had 21 first place votes and D'Amico had 20. One of our listeners made the 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 accurate point that uh, that should have been decided by victory uh, playoff victories. in the postseason in the postseason in the yeah. more important of the two games it, that they play if, if it's other. a regular season award then you go ahead and you have a playoff yeah and if you win in the playoffs right. then you should get that regular season award that's a good point texter I agree with that as far as the other awards go last night Lamar Jackson did win the MVP award was not unanimous Josh Allen got one first place vote but Lamar Jackson MVP Christian McCaffrey offensive player of the year Miles Garrett, Defensive Player of the Year. We mentioned Stefanski. Jim Schwartz won the Assistant Coach of the Year. Probably the biggest surprise, maybe overall, was Joe Flacco winning Comeback Player of the Year. DeMar Hamlin has been a heavy favorite all year long for this. Did he get booed? Joe Flacco? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't uh, think it was a booing crowd. You know, oh, it's all yeah, it's, it's all athletes of, and coaches, a lot of fellow and players, yeah. and some real diehard fans. Uh, no, he didn't get booed. Um, but Demar Hamlin not winning that, and what I. What turned into a bit of a kerfuffle yeah. on in the internet after the awards show was over last night is that DeMar Hamlin had eight more first place votes than mm-hmm. Joe Flacco, but he was left off entirely from eight ballots, presumably of people who had a view I would have, of... I would have left him off the ballot. I would have too. <laughs> I've not said it I on this no show. I have no shame about that. I've said it on this show. Yeah. I said, dude, you got, I mean, like, I, look, his story's amazing, and, and, and uh, you know, obviously, yeah. whatever he gets from that story moving forward, if he gets speaking engagements, he, he, ha- he actually got to introduce an award last night. Yeah. Dude played barely 100 snaps overall, special teams and defense all year long. I, I feel like it's an award where you actually have to play. And I know Flacco only played at the end of the year, but he played at an elite level and got the Browns to the postseason. Uh, you know, you know what Demar Hamlin's award is. Apologize to nobody. You know what Demar Hamlin's award is, Sean? What? Yeah, the, the first breath he takes this morning. There you go. Happy, happy having a life. There Every day is a gift. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's your award. How about you appreciate that? But, yeah. Exactly. All right. <laughs> Devin Hester and Demar Hamlin. Yeah. They're on my. <laughs> They're on my list. We got three hours to go in this show. Boy, it's going to be ugly for them. Um, Uh, But at the same time, I don't feel Flacco deserved it either. uh, Who would you have given it to? Who are the other nominees? Baker Mayfield. Baker. Baker's my guy. I always have an issue with somebody coming back from sucking. Coming back from. No, 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 no. Now let's remember Baker. Baker had uh, like had that season before he got injured. Okay. Where like they were talking about whether or not he deserved that the big contract and all that. No, I I get it. And then he sucked for two years, and then he. So he came back from sucking. Yeah. 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 I, like, well, yeah, it was an injury that led to him sucking. Okay. I, I mean, I can listen to that, and, I, and I've grown to like Baker, too. Yeah. Uh, as a, I see what you're saying. Okay, you know, Stafford uh, yeah. was on there, and Stafford was injured last year. In my mind, I was thinking of the Geno Smith thing, where, like, Geno Smith, I, I was opposed to him coming back because yeah. he was never actually good to begin with. Yeah. Like, having your best okay. year late in your okay. career I, okay. is I can different. Hear, I yeah. can listen to that. Like, what, what is Geno Smith coming back from? He was never there in the first place. Yeah. 
I like to look at the arc of things. Yeah, that's fair. I'm a purist in that regard. Uh, that's fair. I, look, I think you can certainly put together a better argument for Baker than Joe Flacco has. You know, yeah. like he played the whole season, and he got his team, like Flacco, to the postseason. So there's your awards. Big night last night for the Texans. We'll talk more about that at the top of the hour. Um, quickly on the Rockets, the NBA trade deadline came and went yesterday. No more moves for the Rockets. So the only trade that they made, Seth, in this trade season here in the in the NBA is uh, they traded for Steven Adams who can't play until next season. So this is going to be the Rockets who I think a reasonable goal is to get into that 7 yeah. through 10 seed and get into the play-in. Uh, they're going to roll with the young nucleus with Fred Van Vliet and uh, Dylan Brooks alongside. I, I think uh, I, I, to get a pulse on Rockets fans, I think for the most part most of them felt like, okay, yeah, look, this is a nice promising start, but let's not mortgage the future for whatever they might be able to uh, pull off in, in this postseason. There are definitely even, people that feel Even that in way. making it to the postseason. And uh, if, like, if Udoko was really pushing for this uh, and Rafael Stone had to get him to pump the brakes, I think that's the appropriate however this weighed out in the... the, in the, in the yang. Yeah, and I don't, like, I'm not trying to paint it as something that had to be contentious or something. But yeah, coaches want to win right now. GMs need to be the, the withholding parent. And uh, that's that's the side I'd rather err on. You these know? last thirty or so games, now that they're rolling with this group, this yeah. is a big referendum on Jalen Green. Mm-hmm. These last thirty games, because I you look at the rest of the young nucleus, and I'm not ready to move on from any of them. I'm not ready to move on from Jalen Green, but I'm waiting for whatever it is they see in Jalen Green to start showing up on a more consistent. You don't want to see that like every several games having to deal with people acting like yeah. yeah now he's proved th- he's proved everybody wrong. Back to back thirty point yeah. games. Yeah, like among the like, the stands on social media, Jalen Green stands are way up the list for me, and the ones that are the most annoying. But uh, so this is who the Rockets are going to roll with. Uh, other news in the NFL circling back there. Um, Mike Zimmer hired as the D.C. for the Dallas Cowboys. I think that's a fantastic move by the Dallas Cowboys. That is a serious football move. If they, they, if they would have hired Rex Ryan instead of Mike Zimmer, I would have felt like that is a frivolous football move. What are you doing? That, is a that get, feels like a Jerry Jones get some stick. clicks move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Mike Zimmer, uh, like in, in Utah... I, I, boy, I, the lack of respect that he gets from some people is astounding to me because he had like one or two bad years of defense there in Minnesota. Um, it, the, his track record is incredible, and I think with him being able to focus exclusively on defense again, I just say this as a, like, as a player. I used to watch those defenses and just be amazed at how disciplined they were, yet still creative at the same time. Uh, he's awesome. He's, yep. he's going to be really, really good for the Cowboys. All right, Nick Casario, we sat down with him yesterday. We're going to hear from Nick Casario a little later on in the 7 o'clock hour in about probably 20 minutes or so. We had a, a nice long conversation with the uh, Texans GM where he talked about free agency, talked about the season. Uh, and, and a whole lot of other stuff. It was a really good conversation, and you'll hear that in the 7 o'clock hour. Up next, though, after last night, Andre Johnson into the Hall of Fame. More importantly for the near future here, C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson named the top two rookies, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year. Aside from the two teams playing this Sunday, are the Texans and their fan base feeling the best about their team right now heading into the offseason than any in the NFL? We'll discuss that next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 